0: We are in the second week of a new series called Summer on the Mountain," which we're just going to talk each week about the Sermon on the Mount and the different things, because it's such an amazing uh, encapsulation of everything in the Christian faith. It's not necessarily everything, but what Jesus did was lay out so many things about how we can love God and how we can love others and how we can be better. And so last week we talked about anger and about the fact that he equated anger to murder somewhat. Not obviously that it's the same, but in your heart when you're angry, when you hate someone, you're essentially killing them in in your life, in your heart. And that can end up with the same kind of effects in terms of your relationship. Obviously, you're not gonna go to jail for hating someone, but it can really affect you and change you and, and make you into a different person, a worse person. Uh, and so this week, we're going to kind of go from that a little bit and talk about loving your enemies. And so uh, Matthew five forty three through 48, you have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. So he's talking about uh, how the Jewish faith was basically an eye for an eye. And the Pharisees were teaching, hey, anybody that goes against you, you know, go back at them twice as hard type of thing. And that came largely from the way that uh, they were treated over time and how they were exiled and they were banished and all of these bad things happened to them. And so they lived that way. For a long time, especially in the wilderness and then going on. And so Jesus is like, guys, this is not how we do things. You have to love your neighbor, absolutely, but also love your enemy. Pray for them. And he's not saying be best friends with. He's not saying you even have to like them. He's saying love them, which means don't hate them, which means don't hold grudges, which means don't uh, spread rumors about them. Don't uh, rejoice when they fail. Um, and that can be very hard because people can be jerks and people can treat us like garbage and, it, and people often don't become your enemies just by being kind of cool people. And so it can be really rough and it can be hard, especially in today's world with social media and texting and all this immediate access to everything where uh, everybody kind of responds right away. And it can be really uh, difficult to really think about what you're saying. And so Jesus is like, we start here. This is where we start. Um, you've always been taught to, to love the people that love you and then hate the people that hate you but I'm saying go a step further because he wanted people to be different he wanted people to be better and then more than that he went and exemplified that because the Pharisees absolutely hated him and a lot of people that he went around with hated him when he would talk and they would yell things at him and yet he still loved them he didn't uh, you know go play video games with them all the time but he loved them he prayed for them he hoped for them to get better Uh, going to the next verse In that way you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven, for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and unjust alike. Basically this is saying that God treats everyone the same. Now that doesn't mean that everybody goes to heaven, and it doesn't mean that everybody is a good person, and it doesn't mean uh, that that God necessarily blesses everyone, but it means that God doesn't make it just rain on people that kind of suck, or he doesn't make it just like people that, that are awful don't walk around with a literal storm cloud above their head. Uh, God allows us to have free will, and so he allows people to do their own thing. And when people mess up, or people are jerks, or people are evil, um, there will be consequences at one time or another. Maybe not in their life on earth, but there will be consequences. But God still loves them and would still forgive them if they asked. And we see that throughout the Bible. We see that throughout life. There are countless examples um, of people who... Uh, were in prison and did awful things and then found him. And one of the things where you see where Christians can kind of screw up there is if somebody finds him in prison, it doesn't erase the fact that they did bad things and it doesn't mean they should immediately be taken out of prison But it also doesn't mean that they're not really Christians. And so a lot of people will look at that and be like, yeah, I'm sure, and stuff like that. Or if people that are celebrities or athletes or actors sometimes talk about the faith, they're like, yeah, okay, right. Um, Because we have that judgmental bone in our bodies sometimes. Uh, as far as the Bible, like the biggest example of this is probably Saul. And I talked, when I preached this morning, I talked about the fact that Saul was there when Stephen was stoned to death and, and was a part of it. And maybe he threw a stone, maybe he didn't. Either way, he was there and he was in favor of it. And he was one of the angry people that were all around it. And he completely flipped. Now, a lot of people throughout his life uh, reminded him of that, I'm sure. And a lot of people on both sides, the people that he used to be friends with and the people that he used to persecute. Uh, wouldn't trust him anymore and they're like how could you do this you used to be one of us and now you're with them I can't trust you and the people that he's with now a lot of them are like you used to be a murderer how can I now be nice to you like what are you talking about and yet he still changed and we see that he furthered Christianity in a way that very few people did he wrote half the New Testament he started churches he went on mission trips he is a wonderful example that God is always merciful to everyone and again Paul didn't just become a good person, he had to work at it, and Jesus went to him, and he could have easily said, no, I'm not going to change, and then he would have gone about his life, Uh, but regardless, he still had that opportunity, and so Jesus here is saying, look, Everybody lives in the same world, and nobody is perfect, and you're going to get the same reign. You're going to have the same opportunities. Some people have slightly better opportunities than others. Some people have better areas. Some people have different skills, and all of these things are true, but everyone still exists with the same love of God and the same chance to, to build that relationship, um, and we go on to the wrap-up of this scripture. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there in uh, for that. Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. You are kind only to your friends. How are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your father in heaven is to be per- is perfect. So what he's saying there is kind of the wrap up. So he starts with the the overall, hey, don't just love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but love everybody, like truly pray for them. And so he explains it and he calls people to do this. And it's this essential step that's sounds harder than it really is. And and so people are like, okay, that's rough, and I don't know that I want to do this, but he said pray for them, I can pray for people. Um, The more you pray for someone, the more you kind of realize, well, I must care about them because I'm praying for them, and it kind of helps you to realize that. Benjamin Franklin actually used to have a rule where uh, he said you could convince anybody who doesn't like you that they like you by asking them to do something for you. Um, and so he tested this with one of his neighbors who really hated him and he had to go and he's like, Hey, could you watch my house? Could you do whatever needed done at that time? Um, there was really no like mowing the lawn or electricity. So whatever he needed done, he's like, Hey, could you do this? I have to go away and be Ben Franklin and buy some kites and stuff. And so, uh, the guy did. And like over the course of time, the guy's like, Why am I doing this? I must like him. And so the relationship changed. And it was kind of tricky, but it was still the truth. And that's why Jesus said that. If he had just said, hey, love your enemies, people would have been like, oh, nice concept, and then gone home and been the same. But he's like, start with praying for them. And that's where we start. You pray for them. People that you don't like, you pray for them. It doesn't mean that you like them. If somebody has hurt you or abused you or done something awful, it doesn't mean you go and necessarily let them do it again. You don't want to do that. You don't want people to to continue to, do that. There should still be consequences. It's okay to want them to face justice. But you also pray that they'll learn something. You pray that you'll learn something. You pray that things will be better, etc. You pray for them. Uh, And then as he continues that step, it's like, okay, I understand this. I know how to pray. I can do that. I can try that. And then he's like, because... Everybody has the same God, and everybody's on the same earth, and everybody has the same chances. Not everybody takes them. Just because God loves someone doesn't mean that they're going to love him back or ever accept it. Sometimes people continue to run from him. Sometimes people take that, you showing love, and they turn that into anger or hatred because they think that you're thinking you're better than them or whatever reason, and that can suck. And so he's like, all you have to do is be who you are. And God will be there. He's going to be there. He's going to love people. He's going to love you. He's going to help you. And then he finishes with like, because, because people now are like, okay, that kind of makes sense. I get that it doesn't just rain on some people. And I get that everybody kind of lives in the same world. And I get that I should pray. uh, But why should I do that? And uh, And so he goes on to say, if you only love those who love you, then what are you doing? Like, that's nothing. Because the the worst people of all time, like the Hitlers, the serial killers, the the awful people, they liked the people that liked them. Like, it was it. It's easy. If somebody is nice to you, if somebody gives you gifts, if somebody gives you money, if somebody uh, says nice things about you, it's super easy to love them the hard thing is to love people that are jerks to you. The hard thing is to love people that are mean to you. The hard thing is to love people that disagree with you. The hard thing is to love people that don't believe the same. And so he's like, this is why, because you have to be different. You're called to be different. Your heart should be different. And so you grow and and you learn and you show people what that means. And so everybody in that crowd was like, okay, first you said anger is like murder. And now you're saying, I have to love people that are angry at me. How can I possibly do that? And so the answer is you're going to fail sometimes. The answer is you're going to have those moments of uh, just anger at someone, or where you feel that snap judgment, or where somebody has done something awful, or mean, or insulting, or hurtful. And you're like, I just cannot love that person. And the key is to continue, to not let that take hold, but to say, okay. I have to check myself because if I have done things to people and I have because nobody's perfect and I expect them to love me, I have to show that same courtesy. And so you grow and you actively do it. You actively build a habit. You actively pray, but that's where it goes back. And that's why he started with that. You pray for people. And the more you pray for people, the more you realize they're people, um, in politics and in life and in culture, most of the time you see people that have like the loudest voices and are the most hateful, uh, uh, voices out there, they um, they yell out about groups of people, or about different uh, sects of people, or different people that believe certain things, or look certain ways, or act certain ways, but they always talk about them by groups. Because once you realize people are individuals, once you realize people are people, once you think of people as actual people, it's much harder to hate them. And, and so that's why people are very careful in separating uh, by group, by category, by whatever, by boxing people in. And she's like, don't do that. Like, don't be like the people that do that. Just be better. Try. And it's going to be hard, but you have a, a perfect father in heaven. You have somebody who loves you, no matter what you do. You have somebody who is always with you, no matter where you go. And so just do your best to show that same love, to show that same assurance, to show that same call. Because that's what makes us different. If we act just like everybody else, and we're just as hateful, and just as angry, and just as everything else as everyone else, then why in the world would anyone ever seek Jesus or come to church? Like, there's no point. If everybody is the same, and everybody is as judgmental, and everybody is as hateful, why not just sleep in on Sundays, or Sunday nights, or whatever? And obviously, millions of people come here on Sunday nights. So we're obviously knowing that. And so, but the point is, Jesus never called us to do anything that's impossible. He called us to do things that we can do. And He said, You start by praying, you learn how to love, and then you continue growing closer to Him so that you're able to show that example to everybody else. That's all I got.